What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode number six of the Joe and Joey Show. If you're new to the show, thank you for listening to us. The way our show works is we're going to have three topics each episode about sports and current events that we will discuss and debate. And if you want to see the video version of the show and watch us in person, you can watch us on our YouTube channel at The Joe and Joey Show. And where else can they find us? Check us out on iTunes and Instagram. All righty, guys, let's get right into it. Topic number one. San Diego State defeats FAU in an instant classic with a final score of 72-71 to 71 at the buzzer. The shot was made by Lamont Butler, and the shot delivered and completed a 14-point comeback, and this gave San Diego State their only lead of the entire second half, and it delivered them their first Final Four win in school history and their first ever trip to the national championship. This comeback marked the fifth biggest comeback in Final Four history. So, Joe, I know we both wanted FAU to win. You know, FAU did cover the spread, the plus two and a half, because San Diego State only won by one point. So we were right on that aspect, but we also thought FAU was going to win the game. So give me your thoughts on the game and the spread and the betting and tell me everything. Uh, How do you feel? I think it was a good call on our part. Um, You know, it could have went either way at the end of the game. I thought we... We were pretty spot on with FAU winning that game. They were winning the game, I'd say, 95% of the game. They had it under their control. Yeah, they were winning 37 of the 40 minutes of that entire game. Yeah, that's crazy. But we were saying, we were talking with each other, like, well, San Diego, they're hanging around. They they didn't lay down and quit, which if you give yourself a chance at the end of games, like just by staying in the game and not quitting— you can come back and win like San Diego State did. Dude, and they won every minute of the second half, except for that last shot. That's just incredible. Yeah, it was a great shot by Butler. He kind of looked like Michael Jordan on that shot, going left and pulling up. Beautiful jump shot, too. The way he yeah. rised up, and the guy, he couldn't even contest it because he got so high up in the air, and just that swish was just like pure uh, perfection, you know? I can't be a hater. got to give credit where credit's due. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're it's it was a heartbreaking loss for FAU. And just some context and background, Joey and I, we played high school basketball in the summer at FAU team camp. So we really wanted them. We were really pulling for them to win. And they, we thought they had the better team as well. Yeah, I was so excited for FAU because when we used to play in FAU's uh, stadium, it's such a small stadium. And from them to go to that all the way to the national championship game, they were playing in the Texan stadium. There were so many people there. It was insane. And they didn't let the pressure get to them. And they had that game. They were so close. Yeah, they had it. And, I mean, we kind of thought the refs helped out San Diego State in the end there with all those fouls. But give them credit. They were getting offensive rebounds. FAU could not grab a rebound off the free throws. But I didn't like all those touch fouls at the end. Man, they call. I mean, if you guys watched the last, like, three minutes of the game, Literally, the calls were 10 to 1 in favor of San Diego State. It was kind of ridiculous. And they were showing the replays. These guys weren't even getting touched and they were just blowing the whistle. So, yeah, you can't call that in, in championship games like the final four games. You can't let refs decide the game. The players have to decide the game. If it's a touch foul, don't call it on either way. At least you're consistent. Let the players play. Um, but FAU, they played well enough to win. I thought the coach could have made some adjustments down the stretch. I think Rosado should have been in the game instead of the big seven-footer. He was playing better, um, wasn't getting bodied on the boards. But, you know, they, the coach, he did an amazing job getting them there. You know, they, they've never even been to a Sweet 16 or Elite 8 Final Four. So, if, 
you got to give credit to those guys for making it that far. Yeah, a couple players I want to shout out in this game. Elijah Martin, the FAU uh, guard, number 15, dropped 26 points, and he also had seven rebounds and a steal. Seven of 13 from the field, nine of 10 at the free throw line. I mean, he played amazing. I thought he was going to pull him out to victory. Yeah, me too. He's he's their best player. We were talking about it. Davis was most consistent throughout the season, but in the tournament, it was Martin. He carried them. Yeah, and also shout out San Diego State too because that's a scrappy team. They hung around. like They never really let the game get out of reach. They were always there. They were always there, and it was just like frustrating to watch. We're like, all right, FAU, let's pull away now, right? And they were just always there. And, you know, that's never a good feeling. Like when you're rooting for another team, it's like this doesn't feel right. And, you know, they made the comeback. And shout out Matt Bradley. I mean, he had 21 points, six rebounds, two assists. I mean, he balled out. He really kept them in the game. And then Lamont Butler just hit the Michael Jordan shot at the end of the game. Yeah, I root for guys like Bradley, fifth-year senior. He's done it the right way. He showed up for that school five years in a row. Average, you know, 18 to 20 points a game. He's averaging less this year, his senior year, because they have a better team. So you, you like to see guys like that, you know, get their chance at a big stage. And who knows, maybe they can make some noise in the championship. That's got to be so awesome as a fifth-year senior. Go to the national championship. You've been there to that school. You've given everything to that school. And then it's finally paying off. You're getting to play in the big game with a chance to win. Yeah, you never know. You never know. All right, guys. So moving on to our sec- second topic, which is the UConn versus Miami game. So UConn defeated Miami in a blowout 72-59 to to advance to the national championship game. The 13-point win was UConn's closest win in the entire tournament. The Huskies are the sixth team since the tournament expanded to 64 teams in 1985 to win five straight double-digit games, right? Some thought Miami's fifth-ranked offense would have been enough to beat UConn, but it was not the case this time. Miami's best player, Isaiah Wong, scored 15 points but struggled shooting 4 for 10. And Miami as a team overall, which came into the game with the fifth-best offense, only shot 25% in the first half and 33% for the game. So we had both got this game right as well. We both thought UConn was going to win, even though we wanted Miami to win. You know, UConn, they had the 11th-best defense and the fourth-best offense in the entire country. And they were top five in offensive rebounds. And Miami was like 180th in total rebounds. You know, Miami had the 104th rated defense as well. It just wasn't a good recipe for Miami. And if Miami wasn't hitting their threes and shooting an amazing percentage, they weren't going to win this game. Yeah, and I felt kind of bad for Coach Laranega. I'm a big fan of him. Um, his teams are always good. He w- they kind of look helpless at some times, at some points in that game. You know, he'd call timeout and try to get the guys riled up, scream at them a little bit, mm-hmm. and get them back in the game. And that worked in the first half. They kind of kept it competitive. But UConn's just a great team. You can't expect to win off of just emotion. You have to execute. You have to play up to their level. And you have to be tough like them. They're tough. Their coach is, comes from, you know, basketball royalty, the Hurley family. Those guys are well coached. Sonogo, I think he played 26 minutes and had 21 points, 10 Shot rebounds. Shot 9 of 11 from the field and 2 of 3 from the three-point land and finished with 21 points and 10 rebounds. Yeah, Mr. 2010. And it doesn't get more efficient than that on that kind of stage. That's that's impressive. And UConn, they have NBA prospect guards. I mean, those guys, 
in today's game, it's hard to even tell who's a guard and who's a forward because everybody's so big and athletic. Um, so they they just overwhelm Miami with their defense. I think that was the key is UConn's defense in that game because when Miami, you know, like, for example, Wong, he would try to drive into the paint. The paint was clogged. There was no spacing. And then when they kicked it out, UConn closed out on the three-point shooter. They just couldn't get anything going. Yeah, and then I don't know if you – well, you did see this because you were watching the game with me, but one of the guards from Miami, Nigel Pack, his, like, shoe blew up during the game, and then it just wasn't Miami's night. They couldn't find him a shoe, and then he rolled his ankle at the same time. He was sitting on the bench for, like, 10, 20 minutes, so he got no rhythm, and he was one of their three leading scorers. So it was just a recipe for disaster. I mean, just going deeper into the stats, Jordan Miller, who had a perfect shooting game, in the previous round versus Texas, he went four for ten, made no threes. Wong four for ten. Pack, the guy's shoe that blew up, went three for ten. Poplar went 0 for seven. I mean, these are horrible stats. So they weren't gonna win that game unless they were shooting, you know, with a lot of efficiency and making most of their threes. Yeah, Poplar going 0 for seven. They actually had to pull him from the game in that second half. He wasn't even on the floor. I think that hurt him. And then Pack missed an extended period of time, like you said. And that's your best, you know, best scorer, best shooter. And we were talking throughout the game. It was like Pack needs to get, they need to call plays for him. He needs to get more shots. And those guys, Wong, I don't know how many shots he took, maybe 10 or 12. You you need to shoot. Volume is the key against great teams. If you're going to shoot, you know, 8 to 10 shots for your best player and you only make 3 or 4, you're not going to win. Yeah, only shot 35% from three and then 32.3% from the field. That's not going to get it done against UConn. UConn shot 49% from the field, 35% from three. So, I mean, if they're making one out of every two shots and Miami's making, you know, has a low percentage like that, they're not going to win that game, especially because UConn's got NBA caliber guards that are on NBA draft boards and Hawkins, Newton, and Jackson. So Miami, that number five offense didn't show up last night, and that's what happened. They got beat. It's it's stunning. We were a little bit shocked because, you know, number five offense, you would think at least they're going to put up some points and, and make it competitive, but UConn just dominated that game. Yes, they did. All right, but we're going to move along to our final topic which is the national championship game. So it's going to be UConn versus San Diego State in the national championship game. UConn is favored by seven points, and the total points in this game is going to be 132, according to Vegas. Just looking at this line, I think UConn at minus seven, favored by seven points, I think they're going to smash. I would even lay points. I would add points. I would take UConn at like minus 10. And I think the final score is going to be around 74-56. So I think it's going to hit the under with total points. I think it's going to be below 132. But UConn is going to win by, I think, 10 or 15 points. They won every game in this tournament by double digits. I see that trend continuing. They have more talent. They have more size. They have better three-point shooters. Their defense is just as good as San Diego State's too. So I really think you're going to see uh, the different levels in schools in this game you know one some consider UConn a blue blood I mean they've won four national championships you're gonna see NBA caliber players on UConn in this game and San Diego State if they don't lock up and they don't stop the three-point and they don't rebound they're gonna lose this game pretty bad 
Yeah, I'm, I'm smashing UConn here as well. I think it's going to go under. My score prediction is about 69 to 50. You know, that's a 19-point victory. I think first first half it might be a little close. You know, I think UConn's going to be leading by like 10 or 12 at halftime. And then you're, go- you're just going to see, you know, superior team in the second half just take over that game and may even put the, the bench guys in at the end of the game. That's how dominant they're going to be. So let's play devil's advocate here also. So because we just don't want to hype UConn and not give San Diego State a chance. They're in the national championship for a reason. So in order for San Diego State to win, what are their keys for victory? This might sound a little bad, but I think, honestly, they need an injury on UConn. I think one of UConn's best players has to get hurt. Or mm-hmm. maybe, let's say, foul trouble. I'll, I'll, I'll call it foul trouble. Um, San Diego State drives to the basket, gets their big guys in, in foul trouble, gets the guards in foul trouble. I think San Diego State's going to have to try and press. I don't know how well that's going to work because we saw Miami try to press last night and mm-hmm. UConn, I mean, just obliterated the press. And they have to make shots, right? Bradley has to go for 30-plus, maybe even 40 to give them a chance. Yeah, that's think? my that's my keys for this game. I mean, Matt Bradley has to go off. He has, he has to score like 30 points in this game. He's the only player on San Diego State that is NBA caliber, in my opinion, um, he can create his own shot, and he doesn't rely on anyone else for him to score. He's got a good handle, good jump shot. He needs to be hitting his jump shot, and he also needs to get to the basket and break down that defense and get those um, NBA-caliber guards of UConn in foul trouble. So Matt Bradley needs to go off, and San Diego State, they can't let UConn get off at, at the three-point line. If UConn's in their threes, there's no chance for San Diego State to win in this game especially since San Diego State has the 75th ranked offense in the entire country. They need to make this game ugly, sloppy. They need to play football out there. Because I think the refs in the national championship, they're going to let this game go a little bit. So they need to rough up UConn. They need to press. They need to play pretty much football out there. Yeah, I agree. They need to make it rough and nasty. Um, I think Baltimore Ravens, just to revert to football real quick. I remember their defense when they were great. The corners would always say like, let the refs decide if it's holding or pass interference or not. So I think San Diego State, they're going to have to play physical and beat them up and let the refs call the fouls. Yep. Make the refs do their job. Um, beat them up, press them a little bit. Um, and if they're going to bomb from 30, 40 feet away and make threes, if UConn's going to do that, so be it. But you have to. Pro- I think you have to protect the paint against UConn. You cannot let them get to the paint and score in the post. Yeah, and UConn's one of the best teams on the offensive glass, and they cannot let UConn get easy buckets in this game. If they let UConn get easy buckets, I mean, they have no chance. A key stat, though, San Diego State only allows opposing teams to shoot 28% from three. They need UConn, they need to lock them up to that same average, 28%. If they're shooting anything like they did against Miami in the 35-36% range, they are going to get blown out. They don't have size. They don't really have any shot creators, like I was saying, besides uh, Matt Bradley. So I think the smart the smart money here is UConn at seven points. I think they're going to win by more than that. They've won every game by double digits, first time in March Madness history. It just seems like it's their year. And I would take the under in this game because I don't think San Diego State can score. So I don't think they're going to get it to a point where it goes over that 132 mark. So like I said, my final score is UConn 74 and San Diego State 56. Yeah, I'm, I'm around that same 
same number. And just to be clear, you know, Butler, when he hit that game-winning shot yesterday, he finished with nine points. Yeah, nine points. So I, I don't think anybody even cracked double digits besides Bradley in that game. Just Bradley. So it doesn't look good. Um, UConn, it's going to be their year. You're going to see them win comfortably in this game and just lay some points. Put 10-11 or go even higher if you feel feel you need to do so. Yeah, even the matchup predictor on ESPN has UConn at a 74% chance to win this game. Yeah, it's not looking good for San Diego State. Yeah, I think FAU would have gave them a, a bigger run for their money. I think you would have saw maybe like, I think minus seven is too low. Um, I think you would have saw like probably like minus six or five, and it could have been around that number. I but, agree. But I think this number needs to be like eight or nine minimum. Yep. Yeah, FAU definitely had um, players that could match up better with UConn. They had more scoring, more shot creators. To me, when I was watching that game, they had the better team. But, you know, shout out San Diego State. They're there. They're in, they have a chance to win it all. So you never know. That's why sports, that's the beauty of sports. You never know. That's why they play the game. That's why you play the game. Exactly, man. All righty, guys, that's three. Uh, put your bets on UConn. It's almost a guarantee. Yes, sir. Enjoy the game, guys. All righty, guys. Have a good one.